Welcome, everybody, to Building with Brick, our podcast. Uh, took a little vacation this summer. We took a couple months off. I had some things I really wanted to do on my website and a few opportunities to record some things for another purpose, uh, a training purpose. So we're back today, and I'm really excited with uh, the guest that we have. Richard Consum is with us. And Richard was my boss for a while. And I'll say this, he was the best boss I ever had. <laughs> um, Richard was the senior associate athletic director at KU. Um, and he'll tell us about his life at KU. It was very extensive. I mean, he started basically as a janitor and moved all the way up to the top. Rung, uh, and, and then eventually, um, when a new regime came in, he was moved over to the Dole Center. And then he fortunately came to Benedictine as our athletic director. And too soon, he moved all away from us and went over to Rockhurst, but, uh, Rockhurst University. But um, just as a reminder, before we get started on this, I thought I'd share with you just why I have a podcast. I wrote a book, and it's called uh, So You Want to Be a Coach. And it's a document that has why I went from being a corporate executive to a basketball coach and the story of how that happened. And then was it a good decision or not? And so in order to find out if it was a good decision, you're going to have to read the book. Yeah, you can get it on Amazon. But after I wrote the book, I thought, well, there's more to it than this. You know, it, this this is just my opinion. And I'd really like to get the opinions of others in the field, especially those who have been very successful, and see what they think about coaching and, and uh, managing and things like that. So uh, I've had a number of really special guests. And, and again, today I've got one that is one of my favorites. Richard, welcome. Really nice to have you. Thanks, Joe. Good to visit with you. Richard, um, I don't know how many people, I know you know everybody in Kansas. Uh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. It's amazing. When, when we travel, you know everybody. But uh, I don't know how many people outside of Kansas know the name Richard Consum. So you might tell us a little bit about yourself on, on growing up. I think you, were, you grew up in Salina. And, you know, did you play sports or how'd you get involved in, in athletics? Yeah, you bet. I, I did grow up in Salina in, in the 60s, a great era and, and a great place to grow up. And, and was very fortunate that my parents had come from Beloit, Kansas, a very small farming community and, and in north central Kansas. And, and my grandfather still farmed there. So, yeah, as a kid, I was typical. Our our driveway was the basketball driveway, and our backyard was the football field, and the neighbor's backyard was the baseball field, and, and we did all that. And then at age 12, um, they asked me to come work on the farm in the summer. So that kind of short-circuited, you know, sports and all that because, uh, you know, you get up pretty early and, and – uh, I, I wouldn't have let my kids do it, but at age 12, they put you on a tractor and you're going around the fields, you know, and at age 14, I'm driving a combine through downtown Beloit and, 
and and hauling wheat trucks into the grain elevator. And I look now at some of my freshmen on my team, and I think I wouldn't let you drive a wheat truck, you know. And <laughs> I was 14 years old doing it, so um, so yeah, I did that. But that and look, I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. But it did certainly in the summer short circuit, you know, the the sports piece. But I loved sports and uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, and was always attracted to it. I've known you for quite some time and, and, you know, in your own quiet way, you're really a competitor. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, well, you're a winner. Thanks. Uh, you're a winner. You know, and I tell you, I, I think that came from um, my parents and my grandparents and the, and the whole farming background. My dad had a company and, and they made uh, ball bearings for farm machinery and equipment. It's a very precise uh, you know, profession and job. And, and so there was always a strive for perfection. Mm. And, you know, when you're farming, the, the great thing, the great reward I always felt was, you know, at, at the end of the day, you could look back across the field and you could see what you had accomplished. Mm. And there was a visual there and you tried to drive as straight as you possibly could and plant the rows as straight as you could and not have any skips or anything like that. And there is a mindset and a stick to when you're driving around a field for 14 hours a day at five miles an hour. You know, you've really got to, you know, lock in and and uh, and stay with it and all that. So, so yeah, I, I think that that probably instilled uh, you know the competitive nature and, and and I try to do the competitive nature from uh, a leadership standpoint. I, I'm not in this day and age, the, the trash talker and all that, I wouldn't do that to an opponent or anything. Let your actions speak is my, is kind of my philosophy on that. Right. Interestingly, you know, I was on the farm when I was little too, and my brother was the one that played your role. They let him drive the tractor for uh, uh -huh. bailing hay and things like that, you know, but they were really smart. They never let me get behind the wheel of a tractor. <laughs> they, just, they said, this kid, he has no control. <laughs> the only time I ever tried it was I went to my uncle's house, who uh, he was within 15 miles of where we were, and, and he was doing something, I don't know, and he had guys there helping, and we, were, we had the tractor in the barn, and his barn was on a almost like on a hillside so he had a ramp that you had to be on uh with your you had to back your tractor either back it up or take it up that ramp to get into the barn etc so we're up there facing out uh out the door and they let me sit on a guy's lap and i'm only like maybe eight at the time eight or nine sit on his lap and i'm going to be able to guide it you know as we go out and go down that ramp well, unbeknownst to the guy behind me, I decided we're going to do this fast. And I grabbed the throttle and pulled it back <laughs> as far as I could, you know, and, and, and the tractor just goes, Phew! you know, the wheels <laughs> up on the front. And then, the, you know, the guy, fortunately, he reacted very quickly and it shut that thing down and, and we didn't get hurt or anything, but I was off the tractor immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so my experience on the farm, I wasn't the best farmer in the world. <laughs> uh, where uh, where did you get involved with KU? I mean, Salina, 
Uh, I don't know how big KU is out there, but usually as you go out west, K-State is is the big school and KU's the evil empire. It's said you're boy, you're so right and so accurate. And and uh we were only sixty miles from Manhattan. My first college football game I ever saw was in the late sixties at K-State Stadium with Vince Gibson and Purple Pride and all that stuff. And uh yeah, I was destined to go to Kansas State and again farm background and all that kind of the ag school and it just made all kinds of sense and um i was very fortunate my uh, I, I did try out for the high school basketball team um and uh because uh, i played junior high football but my size and all that and and i guess the contact i knew football wasn't going to be for my future so i was really interested in trying to be a basketball player and, and uh, as a freshman the, the coach cut me and um, it was devastating. Uh, he, he showed great judgment because I was terrible and, and wasn't any good. And we had a lot better players. Um, but all my friends were on the team. So um, I went back to him and I said, hey, could, could I be your manager? And he took about a week. And, uh, and finally, you know, I think I pestered him enough. And he said, OK, yeah, you can, you can be the manager. So um, we, we were very good. And so our, our, my sophomore year, we went to the state tournament and it was in a Hearn Field house at Manhattan at K-State. And the first round we upset Highland Park. Randy Springs was their coach. Mm -hmm. and, and the second round, we were big underdogs to Kansas City Sumner. And Sumner um, had great players and it averaged about 75 points a game that year. And uh, our coach was a Bobby Knight disciple passing game. And we had five pass rule and the postman had to touch the pass before a shot went up, you know, all those kind of rules. And, and we were playing well and we were ahead by four or five and there was a loose ball situation and their player goes for it. Our guy goes for it. Their guy gets a foul. And their coach was a guy named Craig Hall. And he came down in front of our bench in Manhattan and um, he got three technical fouls. So there's three plus minutes left in the game and um, he's ejected. So all the Sumner fans come down out of the stands and ring the court in a Hearn Fieldhouse. And the PA guy asked him to go back to the stands and their principal comes back and we would start and stop playing. And um, we finally get down to a minute 16 left in the game. So we have the foul situation, we have the technicals we make the five, you know, the free throws uh, and then inbound the ball and shoot and they get called for goaltending. So now that lead is expanded to about 13 and it's really riled up the crowd and all that. And um, Bryce Durbin was the executive director of the Kansas High School Activity Association. He was in attendance at the game. So he came down and said, look, if, if you don't return to the stands and, and all that, then we're going to suspend this game. And he did. And we went back to the locker room for 45 minutes and they cleared the field house and there were riots outside and bricks through car windshields and all this. Wow. And we came back the last minute 16 in front of no one in a Hernfield house, our AD, our principal, and the media writers in that press box that hung up on the west side of a Hearn clacking on their old manual typewriters, you know. And you could hear the shoes squeaking on the floor. Well, we win. And then the next night we play well, we win. And then the best part of the story is we go to our hotel, the Best Western, at the end of Blue Stand there, or Bluemont there in Manhattan on the east side. 
and the Wyandotte County cars keep circling the hotel parking lot. Oh, no. So the Manhattan police chief comes and knocks on our coach's door and says, you know, we're not sure we can provide for your safety anymore. We think you boys ought to go back to Salina. So at one in the morning, oh. the day of the state championship game, we got in the vans and we drove back to Salina oh, no. and spent the night at home. Oh. And then the next day came back and we lose to McPherson. Well, that was the first part. Right. Well, the next year, we go to the state tournament again, and it's an it's an Allen Field House at the University of Kansas. Yeah. I had never been on the campus, and I walked in Allen Field House, and I was in awe. I mean, it was so much larger than Ahern, and the campus at KU is as pretty as there is, and sits up on the hill. And I pretty much decided right then I'm going to come to KU. And then that summer I was in Boise State and it was at KU and then that kind of solidified it. So that's how a guy from Salina got to KU. So that experience of being a high school student and being on our campus and seeing it, that philosophy then, when I was at KU working administration, if we ever had a chance to host a high school event, a tournament, a state tournament, the Kansas Relays, I was all in on that. Yeah, because I knew it it was the single event that made the difference in me going to KU and it was about getting kids on the campus. So so that it's a long story, but it, but it was a fun one. And it and it um, it influenced me for the rest of my career. That that is really interesting. Now, once you enrolled at KU, how did you get involved in athletic administration? OK, well. You know, there's another story, and there's a whole theme in all this. Um, and in sports, you don't win every game, and, and you get beat, and you get knocked down, and it's about getting back up. Well, I already told you I got cut from the basketball team, but I went back to the coach and said, I got to be a part of this. Let me be the manager. So my senior year in high school, I went into the basketball office at KU during my KU visit day and said, I'd like to talk to Coach Owens and talk about becoming the manager. Well, at the time, they had one. And, you know, now they've got a cast of 12 or so. But And they already had, amazingly, committed to the two twins from our arch rival, McPherson, oh. to be the managers. So I didn't have a job. So um, the very first day of class, um, I, I lived in a fraternity for one semester. But the first day of class, uh, one of my fraternity brothers was going to be late to class in the afternoon, and I happened to be there and said, hey, can I get a ride up to campus? So as I, I drove him up to campus, and as I was at the corner in front of Allen Fieldhouse, my high school track coach had left Salina, had come to KU as a graduate assistant. I saw him on the corner. He yelled at me. He said, hey, where are you living? Because we didn't have cell phones. And I told him, and he said, we're looking for a manager for the track team. And so then I got a call and to come in and interview. And I'd been the basketball manager. And so I went in and I talked to the assistant track coach. And they were desperate and needed somebody, somebody that would come down and do the laundry, you know. And so um, that's how I got to be the manager. And from that point, then things really took off for the career in college athletics because um, our coach was Bob Timmons. And Bob Timmons had been Jim Ryan's coach. Yeah. And he had been a, a longtime coach at Wichita East and had this kid who made a decision to 
run cross country rather than to go bowling on Saturday morning. And it was Jim Ryan. And that was the decision Jim had to make. And with Timmy developed him into the, you know, a world record holder in the mile and Olympian and all that. Well, Timmy was a guy that um, was real driven. Uh, he was almost tunnel visioned about uh, sports and track and all that stuff. And, and he, and he under, and he took it on that he, that I might be a guy that could be that and have that career. So it was the Kansas relays my freshman year and it was the Saturday before. And we were in the track office and we were doing the mailing to send out to all the high schools with their heat sheets and the times and all that stuff. Because remember, this is way before computers and anything like that. So you did everything manually and by mail. Yeah. And it got to be Saturday, you know, evening and we'd missed the, mail drop time at the Lawrence post office. So coach Timmons said, well, does anybody want to ride into Kansas city? Cause he could go to the Kansas city post office downtown and still get the mail out to get it into their hands on Monday. And I was a freshman and I had no girlfriends and no, af no social life. And so I said, sure coach, you know, Saturday night I'll ride in, you know, pick up to Kansas city and to go to the post office, you know, pretty exciting time. So on the way in, Timmy outlined my career path for me. It was a 45 minute ride in the pickup. And he said, here's what you need to do. And, and here's how I'm gonna help you. And here's, if you want to do this in athletic administration, this is it. I mean, I can go back to that single evening, that single incident. And this was a guy who just said, and, and it was like he had done with Jim Ryan. And so then on the way home, he told me the Jim Ryan story. And, and Timmy was the guy that, you know, after their meets, when they get on the bus, each kid got called up individually to sit beside him in the front seat and he'd go through their race with them and what they did great, what they needed to improve on and all that. And that was how Timmy treated me. So from that moment on, I was the manager. I was the assistant coach. I was the director of the relays. I was everything. And, and that set the path. And then the really nice thing Timmy did was turn me over to the guy who was the current assistant athletic director at the time and a guy named Jerry Waugh and coach Waugh had come from Wellington, Kansas, and he'd played for Fog Allen at KU. And coach Waugh was the, always the guy that was a year early. He was on the 1951 KU basketball team that was, and he was the captain and, and one of the best players. And of course in 52 is when they won the national championship, went to the Olympics and all that. Yeah. Well, coach Waugh was the assistant AD and coach Waugh is the greatest gentleman and his, his, he really helped me in the golf world uh, too, but he took me on the path and he took me under his wing and did the administrative side. So my whole college career, I was getting a business degree, but it was really, I learned so much more in the field house and in athletics than I ever did in the classroom. And so then by chance found out that you could get a master's degree in sports administration. And at the time this was 1979, and there were only about 20 programs in the country, and the best program was at Ohio U, but they had one at the University of Southern California. And the Ohio U thing, I went through the process and they had 300 applicants, they interviewed 100, and then 30 got selected. Well, I got to the interview stage of 100, but then that wasn't gonna be until June, and so you were gonna find out on the 4th of July whether you got in or not. Well, you'd graduated in May. So we were going to, the track team was going to go have a duel in Oregon at Eugene, Oregon. Imagine that flying out, you know, to have a great track meet. And it was wonderful. 
Well, I went to Timmy and I said, hey, coach, could I trade in my airline ticket, leave two days early, stop by USC on my way and visit the campus and see about the sports admin program? Absolutely. So I flew out, landed in L.A., went to rent a car, didn't have a credit card. I just had and they said, well, you can't rent a car. I said, well, cash works back in Kansas. I mean, they must have thought I'd fallen right off that turnip truck back here. And uh, they allowed me to rent a car. I gave them like 200 bucks cash and as a deposit, I guess. And they let me rent the car. And I go to USC and I'm touring the campus. And I'm paying $360 a semester at KU tuition at the time. I mean, that's how reasonable college was. Yeah. And I'm walking around and I said, okay, well, what, what's it cost to go to school here? And the head of the department turns and said, well, $10,000. I said, what? <laughs> and well, yeah, this is a private school. Well, I didn't know that. I mean, I'm this kid from Kansas. I thought the University of Southern California, just like the University of Kansas, you know, yeah. I had no idea. And I said, oh, I, my heart just stuff, everything just completely fell to the ground. I thought, Oh my God, I just, what a waste. I, and he said, Hey, wait, he said, cause I said, I can't afford this. This is, there's no way. He said, tell you what we'll do. You can be a graduate teaching assistant, teach four tennis classes and a basketball class each semester. We'll waive your tuition and pay you 600 a month. It's still the best job I ever had. <laughs> okay. So I signed up right then and I told Ohio you thanks for the interview opportunity, but I'm going to take the sure thing and pass on that. So that's how I got to athletic admin and got to LA. Um, that and then sure enough, it was a, a wonderful experience. Uh, uh, the chairman of the PE department was a legendary physical education administrator, a guy named Jay Tillman Hall. Um, Tilly took a liking to me too. I played golf. Um, we would go to this little public course over by LAX and the planes flying over all the time. And we'd play golf, you know, a couple times, you know, a couple times a month and uh, um, got to work in the athletic department there. And then fortunately uh, the Williamson job opened up at KU and Bob Frederick was hired. He was looking for an assistant. And so I came back and interviewed during the Kansas relays and uh, we had just at USC had the USC John Robinson, who was the football coach, yeah. fundraising golf tournament. And it was at John Wayne's Country Club in Newport Beach. Yeah. So, I mean, it was big time and all this. Bob Frederick didn't play golf. And two weeks from that, after that interview, Bob was going to run the Jayhawk Golf Classic. And Bob wasn't a golfer, didn't know about it. My interview for the Williams Fund job consisted of me telling Bob how we ran the golf tournament at USC. <laughs> and that's how I got the job. I had that little bit of knowledge and expertise and the timing was right and we hit it off. And so that's how I got into it. And, and that, that's kind of the story. A long answer to your question, but it's, uh, it was an, it's, it's, it's just how things fall into place and timing and having a little bit of knowledge in a particular area and it all worked out. That's amazing. You know, God's plan is amazing how he just, he does things. He puts you in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Put you where you're supposed to be. It's just amazing. Uh, it, what a great story. Well, thanks. Well, listen, we're uh, we're going to take a short break, Richard. And uh, okay, when we come back, what I'd like to do is uh, talk to you a little bit about 
KU and maybe some of your favorite coaches. Sure. Uh, and we can talk about what your responsibilities were and things like that too. But sure. It'd be interesting, interesting for me to know, you know, your perspective on some of the coaches that are there because all of them have always been famous. You know, when I was in right. Ohio growing up, I knew Bob Timmons and I wasn't a track guy. I was a basketball kid. And, but right. I of Jim Ryan and Bob Timmons and, you know, Ted Owens and et cetera. So we'll do that in, in uh, when we come back. Okay, great. Thanks. 